Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations. Because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Every day you cry. Probably at some point, yeah. You guys are the most entertaining sports program in the world. I watched you gnawing fried chicken shirtless in your boxer shorts. Oh, uh, that was fun, man. I oh. can't go to work without listening to the Mac and Bone. It's the Mac and Bone Show, your home for smart, articulate radio. Whoa. WFNZ, two hours to go, baby. We're only halfway done. By the way, we are going to bring back the discussion uh, about Pete Thamel calling out Heels fans and saying they'll be drinking their frou-frou drinks and won't be at college game day. By the way, I was totally forgetting it's a nighttime game. Yeah, he's definitely right about game day. Heels fans ain't waking up early in the morning when it's a 7.30 game just so they can stand out there and, like, get a glimpse of Reese Davis. They're, they, like, well, that, first that's of all, not going to mean anything to the Heels fans. That's great hair in person to, to, to witness Reese Davis's hair. Um, there might be Gamecock fans that are there right now waiting for a game day to start. <laughs> oh, and man. I don't, I don't, as a professional broadcast journalist, I don't like what's happening here on this show. I don't like UNC fans are getting defamed and now they're firing back at flounder and they're under fire. I don't want to see this. I don't, as a South Carolina fan and a Duke fan, I do not want to see this, this whole unrest. As a a Duke fan, you got, you got no room to speak. I mean, there would be what? 97% Gamecock fans there. Wait till you see Wallace Wade though. Labor day night. That's going to be, I think, 40% 40% Duke fans there in there. There you go, baby. There you go. By the way, a Georgia fan just said Flounder's speech was inspirational. Says he they are football only and he doesn't care about the basketball team. He is now going to Georgia basketball games this upcoming season because Flounder. Flounder's speech right there. Support your school, I, baby. I, I'm telling you right now, though, for everybody that jumps on heels football and says they're only basketball fans, it happens at so many schools. Georgia's another example. It, it's you know what I mean, like this. It, I already called out the Gamecock basketball fan. Like it happens at some Gamecock football fans just bec- are, are just Duke bas- uh, basketball fans, so it works really conveniently. Oh, or up, some of us root for every team we see on television. <laughs> Not every team I see on television. Yeah, most All of the them. ones in any, the Carolinas. Any team below Local. any team below the Mason Dixon line that's on your TV, <laughs> you have seemed to have grabbed onto. All right, knocked it off. You are you are a sports. You're like the guys that used to ride the the rails, train riders back in the day. <laughs> you you, you hop on any train that's moving, you're on it. Knock this off, Come at man. Me, fella. I'm Somebody a local man. I'm a local man, all right? I want local fans to be happy. If you're um, a train conductor, look in the back there and see who's hanging on for your ride. Let's, let's do the Panthers. Let's do sounds of the Panthers, Thank please. you for that. We will circle back to Pete Thamel's comments, roasting Heels fans. And I think Flounder, by the way, Flounder is 50 times meaner than Pete Thamel. So if you're mad at Pete Thamel's a Heels fan, get mad at your own guy. Um, but let's get into what was said yesterday. Day one of Panther practice. We'll have another practice today. Still, I don't think it pads. I don't think pads comes until the weekend. Uh, but let's get into some of the stuff that was said, including Brian Burns was basically asked, hey, Nick Bosa's holding out. 
You're in the same situation as him. One Brian year left. Burns, you said. Brian Burns. Yes, yes, get that straight. Uh, Nick Bosa's holding out. Why aren't you doing the same? I kind of feel like what we got going is, is bigger than, you know, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say like it's bigger than my individual goals because, I mean, those matter, of course. But I feel like what we got building is is bigger than that. And um, I feel like I'm a key piece to, to what we need to get done. So I feel like I need to be here uh, whether or not I'm going through negotiations or, or whatever. But um, no, nah, it, didn't, it didn't cross my mind to sit out. All right, so there you go. Does that that not fire you up as a Panther fan to hear those words. I mean, how do you not want to run through a wall and support that dude? For what he just said. We got things going on here more important than my contract situation, essentially, is what he's saying. That's a team-first attitude. I love it. And again, I'm not one of these guys that is blasting Nick Bosa for doing what he's doing. Like, you've got, to, you've got leverage that way. Like, you do what you got to do from a business standpoint. But with that said, though, it's, it's always cool when you have a player that doesn't hold out and could. You know, I, it's... it's it's, it's always a good feeling, especially when he phrases it that way. Uh, let's move on to Frank. We're going to come back to Brian Burns, but let's move on to Frank Reichbone. Yesterday, one of the interesting things going on at practice was LaVisca Chenault taking reps at running back. Somebody pointed out on the text line he is basically exact same size as Cordell Patterson, who has played a ton of running back. So it really does fit. The way he runs, how physically he is. Listen, listen to Reich talk about this. We do think that Lavisky is a guy that can be versatile. So, um, you know, and I think as a co- offensive staff, you know, we've all had experience with guys that we've had, right? But you know, we have to look at Lavisky, you know, for him, you know, and for our and how it fits in our offense. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dip our toe in the water on some of that stuff and and see how it goes and and. That's something that that doesn't have to be in full bloom week one. You know, you can that can be in in the beginning stages in training camp, and then the more success and momentum it gets, you build it. So that'd be more likely the path. Laviska well, Max, I think, is going to have a very defined role. It's not going to be about you know hundred yard games and and crazy stats. It's going to be about when he makes his plays, like he did last year, whether it be as a runner. As a as a pass catcher, a Percy Harvin type, a DJ Moore type, it's not going to be the stats for, for Chenault. It's going to be about when does he make those plays and how many big plays does he make. I don't think he's going to have these massive 100-yard games, but he may have one play in the game. But it's how big is that play that Chenault makes. I would fully expect the top four wide receivers to not include him. Yes. I would fully expect Thielen, Shark, Marshall, and Mingo to get more targets. Than LaVisca, but what you're saying is... He could have, have more touchdowns they, than some of those guys. They ha- they'll have packages. <laughs> yeah, they'll have packages for him. You saw a couple of swing passes taken to the house last year. The running back idea is a great one, though, because he is he he runs like a running back. He is 6'2", 220. He's built like a running back. So, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like that idea, Bo, oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, hold, on. hold on. Who was that? I like it a lot. I don't really know what that is, but that's 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 how. That's from dumb. That's, that's, that's from Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> I don't know right? It is. Because I'm part of me. How perfect for you? Well, oh, easy. Settle that. Part of me thought that that was. I couldn't me. remember where it was from. No, I like it a lot. I thought that was Max Forrest's gum impression, and I I was concerned that Forrest has. <laughs> you know so what? That is pretty close. Yeah. Max, what's your Forrest? Do your Forrest gum. Forrest gum, Jenny. I'm sorry that happened so fast, Jenny. That's my Forrest gum. 
Is that good? Not at all. No. <laughs> all right, let's refocus, baby. It sounds you sound like Forrest Gump's uh, not often seen brother that never materialized. <laughs> all right, let's get sounds of the Panthers from day one of practice. Let's continue. That was, for, that was Forrest Hump. This is Frank Reich describing Bryce Young, uh, and I love the way he describes him. Listen to this. Bryce will fool you now, you know, because he's got this quiet demeanor. But uh, I like the way Scott said it. This is a grown man. Uh, this is a stinking grown man. And he's, he's in control. Um, he knows what he wants and how he wants it done. And, uh, and I think that th- that's a good place to start from. You, you, said it, Matt, or you said it uh, when the show began. I don't think the word stinking gets used enough. <laughs> I love the way. When you use it to, like, amplify yeah. grown man, stinking grown man. That's just a regular grown man. A stinking grown man. Oh, I like it. And your well, suggestion you could, you, could of, say, you could say, my wife's stinking hot, Mac. You could say that. <laughs> Does it work as well there? I don't know about that one. Uh, you, you said earlier there needs to be stinking. Bryce is a stinking grown man t-shirt. Yes. Uh, but it's it. He's mature. He is not phased by any sorts of pressure, game pressure. 300-pounders uh, coming after him. Uh, he's going to study like crazy. He already revealed yesterday he spent his break studying. Which I freaking love about Bryce. And he's not lying and not making it up. Um, I just, yeah, he's just, it's an adult in the room, man. He's more of an adult than Baker is, for God's sakes. Bryce like, is more of an adult. We've got more of an adult at quarterback, and, and how much younger is he than Baker? We're laughing at the word stinking. He's more of an adult than we are around here. Yeah, well, very, very I much hope that true. one day I can grow up and be Bryce Young. Very I'll much true. Uh, you'd actually have to shrink to be Bryce Young. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. All right. Actually, no, I think, we're, I funny. think, I think we're kind uh, of the same height. Let's continue here. Are you the same height? Well, I'm like... Bryce well, is taller than me, though. That's I'm, right. I'm David like, Tepper measured I'm, me. I'm, fi- I'm, a, uh, I'm in that 5'10", 6'2 range. Closer to 5'10". What, Bryce Young is, what, 5'9"? 5'10", 6'2". It depends on what. Depends on <laughs> you're what, wearing your heels. Depends on what website you read. I'm probably five, I'm five ten. I think. Yeah. All right. Well, What's see, Bryce? Temper didn't measure you. No, he didn't. You know, Bryce is five ten and an eighth. Is that what it is? Something like that. Five ten and a quarter. Something in that neighborhood. You got very uh, specific on Bryce's numbers there. I, I'm giving you a try. I'm trying. Uh, all right. Speaking of Bryce, yesterday, and I cannot wait to hear the details of this. Apparently, last night, first night of camp was the rookie uh, talent show. And this is always great on Hard Knocks. I'm sure the Panthers will use some of this video, too, when the players get up and sing a song and all the veterans just razz them. It's great stuff. Well, apparently that was happening last night for Bryce. And Brian Burns wanted the world to know yesterday. Bryce is a damn good quarterback, but he better show up on talent show night. Uh, his biggest worries is this this rookie this rookie uh, talent show he got to do later. So, yeah, he he better show out. What are the rules regarding the talent show? The talent show? Yeah, what are the rules? Are there rules? He just got to show out. He got to sing. Got to have energy. Got to know the lyrics. Otherwise, he will get booed. Um, you know. But other than that, I mean, it's all fun and games. And uh, the guys they they, t- they tend to enjoy it. So it's cool. He picks the song. All right, so now wow. the media, they've got this little story. They know the talent show's coming up, and Burns wants them to, to uh, perform. So Bryce Young steps up to the podium yesterday, and they want to know what song Bryce is singing. L- listen to this back and forth. 
Oh, I can't spoil that for everyone. If y'all ask me after I do it, I'll tell you. But it's a lot of suspense building from that right now, and I can't. Oh. I can't. Can't undo it. Of I practice in the shower almost every night, so I'm. What you say? It is R&B. I'll give that a little. I'll give that away. But what you say? You don't always gotta be closed. You know, I'm more of a visualizer. I see the crowd. You know, a little crowd control. That's that's more my thing. Hey, so some, of you, some of the the best work you can do in terms of uh, mentally doing stuff or singing can can be done in the shower. I sometimes mimic arguing with Mac in the shower. I have arguments with oh, Mac. Really? You get some reps I, in? I argue with you in my shower. That does like not walk through. That does not sound the way I mean it. You're I'm not, not there. I no, promise y'all. But I'm I'm thinking, what today am I in for? And I I try to visualize what I'm in for. Right. It's there. like a walkthrough for and, your yeah, arguments. What what song would you sing, Mac, if you had to do a FNZ talent show? If I do a rookie talent show, probably it'd have to be a Pearl Jam. Because that's my favorite to sing in the shower. I hit those Eddie Vedder notes in the shower. Because the acoustics in the shower, like, we all sound like we can sing in the shower. Give us a little so sample. like, you know, black or alive or something like a sheets of empty campus. You know, a little black, probably? I think I would probably go uh, lean on me. Oh, my, really? Yeah. Everybody needs somebody to lean on. Yeah. yeah that's that's just how like I that. sing in the shower. Right just there. like, like that? that right there. Is that not good? I can't wait to get the No, that was not good. I need details on what Bryce lean sang. Lean on me. And I need video. Panthers, I need video of Bryce singing whatever song that he sang. Yeah, my my acoustics here are not as good as the. In the uh, shower, it sounds great. No, I'm uh, I'm Mr. Withers when I'm in the shower. Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from six to ten. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio ninety two point seven WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You're listening to Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ ACC kickoff and it is a pleasure to go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome NC State head football coach Dave Doran to the program. Coach, thanks so much. How's it going? Going good. Yeah, we appreciate you hopping on with us and you're going into your 11th year as NC State head coach. You're the 8th longest tenured coach alongside Mark Stoops. Is it fair to say that you're a lifer with NC State now? <laughs> it's an, it's uh, pretty unreal, you know, to think about yourself in that top 10 and tenure in college football, you know, just the way it is. So 
I love NC State, man. I, I hope I do get a retire here. That's kind of been my dream all along. So we'll see where we end up. Well, you were obviously about- they got to want to keep me that long too. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you were 40 years old around then when you took the job at NC State. Now that you're heading into your 11th season, what kind of advice would you give yourself over 10 years ago when you took this job? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I think you know who you have on your staff is a big deal, and. Uh, I've learned a lot along the way about what I need supporting me and the players and, you know, just being true to that. You know, I think sometimes it's okay to have to make changes, you know, and, and you can get into a deal where you don't and you maybe accept, accept some things on your staff that you shouldn't. And uh, I, I love what I have now, you know, and I think there's just along the way you learn a lot. When you're an assistant coach, they don't train you to be a head coach. You kind of have to learn it on the fly when you get the job. Coach, so when you looked at your quarterback situation this offseason and you looked into the portal and you looked everywhere that you could find, basically, including having a pretty good young guy on your roster already, MJ Morris, but what made you target Brendan Armstrong and what made that relationship come together? Well, when I heard Coach and I, um, I asked him to go to our bowl practices and evaluate our team and then talked to me about areas he thought we might need to get into the portal and, and find some older players for competition. And we lost Devin Leary and Ben Fenley in the portal. And so we were going to be returning two quarterbacks that were 19 and 18 years old. And so we wanted to find another guy that had some age, some experience, uh, whether he'd win the job or not. At that time, we didn't know. Uh, it just happened that Brennan was in the portal when we had that discussion. And so it wasn't like a package deal. You know, We had to go recruit. We recruited a lot of guys for that spot, and Brennan visited uh, Oklahoma State. He visited Wisconsin, visited us. Ultimately, this was the right fit for both sides, and once we got into spring ball and started seeing his command of the offense and how he could help coach it and different things, it made it pretty obvious that it was great having an older guy. And I'm excited for MJ and, and Lex, too. Those two young guys are really good players, and the way they can learn and benefit from not just competing with Brennan, but having a guy in the room that's had the experiences that he's had. Yeah, Coach, and so when you talk about MJ, he goes 60% completion, seven touchdowns to one interception, and he showed a lot of promise. And in this climate of college football, when you're talking to Portal and all those things, how difficult or what type of job do you guys have to do to keep a talented guy like that uh, fed, so to speak, to tell him, hey, you know, we got Brennan, and he could be the starter, but you're still in the plan so that they don't go hit the Portal. Well, there's a lot of discussions that happen, and the content of those are private, you know. But I think the thing I've always tried to do is have those discussions and not have gray area between us. Sometimes that's more hard or more difficult than others because we're traveling at times and can't be, like, on the spot. But, you know, I have such great respect for MJ and his family, and we have a lot of hope for his future here. And I do hope um, that being 19 with a 23-year-old is an incredible opportunity for him. Uh, as we know, there are no guarantees, you know, I mean, just because he has this guy that's older than him in the room doesn't mean that he's going to not play, right? And if I could redshirt him and give him that benefit, it'd be phenomenal. Can I do that? Last year I played four quarterbacks, so I can't promise that, you know what I mean? But I think his future is unbelievably bright, his leadership capabilities. And he did play well last year. He also had to deal with some injuries, so having a year of development would be incredible for that young man. Dave Doran, NC State football coach, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Here we are talking about the transfer portal. You talked about losing Devin Leary. Coach, were you surprised to lose Leary in the portal? 
Well, I thought I was going to lose him to the NFL. You know, I mean, I never thought he'd be back when the season started. <clears throat> but then when it became time for him not to go because of his injury, um, he didn't wasn't going to be ready for pro day. He felt like, you know, going somewhere else, being in a different offense or playing for a different coach or just testing the NIL waters, whatever it was, was the right move for him. And I wished him luck and thanked him for what he did at NC State. And I was surprised, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that surprise me now in, in college football. So, you know, at the end of the day, you want guys to finish the ride the way they want to finish it, you know, and you want to help them to the best of your ability. And I, I truly do wish him the best. Well, in so much of the conversation now about your quarterback situation, it's, okay, if Brennan Armstrong is indeed the guy, then do we go back to 2021 Armstrong, where he had one of the better years in all of college football? I mean, the numbers were outrageous that he put up, both passing and even rushing, and that was alongside your offensive coordinator right. now with Anai. What was it about that marriage between your offensive coordinator and now Brennan Armstrong, a guy on your roster, that you think worked for him in 2021 that you can replicate here in 2023? Well, we hope we can. You know, it won't be identical. We have different parts than they had at Virginia, and that's what I like about Coach and I. He can tweak the offense to fit the parts, and if it's running back, a receiver, a tight end, where we might have better or worse than them, he's going to be able to adjust those things. But, you know, I think for Brennan, it's being in a system that he trusts, understanding how it works. He's been through the install four times with this offense, and he knows it word for word, you know. So for him, there's a big comfortability there. Coach, you guys defensively, one of the best in the country last year, only giving up 19 points a game. You were second uh, in the ACC in total defense. And for you, uh, you guys are developing a bit of a reputation on defense. So tell me about how you're able to continually recruit guys to make that defense successful. And for you, do you feel like the secret sauce has been just finally getting an offense that can give you even just enough points to be able right. to support such great defenses? Well, yeah, I mean, complimentary football is a big deal. You want to be able to score 31 points or more a game that gets you into kind of the categories of, of winning championships and when you look at those teams at the end of the year and to do that you know it's defense handling their business like they have been we led the league in interceptions led the league in scoring defense so you know can we do that with the the guys we're replacing i think that's a great challenge you know tony gibson my d coordinator and his staff do an awesome job I know he's excited about the opportunity and the challenge to repeat. And Coach Peyton Wilson's a guy, man. You talk about a vet that's been through it all. He's coming into the league once again as one of the best linebackers, the last of those great three when you had Moore and Drake Thomas. But just talk about Peyton Wilson yeah. and his journey and how excited you are for him this year. Yeah, I love Peyton. He's a, he's a warrior the way he plays and trains and the, the passion he has for the game how personal his performance is and, and the way that he'll own things when he doesn't do it well. You know, he always is working on himself. He's really stepped into a leadership role now that I haven't seen him take on, and I'm proud of him for that. So excited to see this last year with him at the college level. Of course, we have a couple of players from your school with Iki Aquanu and Chandler Savala now right? being yeah. drafted. How excited were you to see Savala get back to yeah. playing with Iki Aquanu? I know Iki was fired up. Yeah. You know, him and Chandler were really good next to each other. Um, Icky's junior year, and I think that was a great decision by, by Carolina bringing him in. And Chandler's a talented guy. He's got a lot of upside. He's strong and he's a super, super human being. 
he'll be great in the organization. So, yeah, it's fun for us to have two of our guys here in state playing and for Icky to be hometown playing right down the road from Providence Day. All right, Dave, last question for you here. We were talking about Bryce Young having to sing a karaoke song as we speak about the Carolina Panthers because of the rookie stuff that goes on with these NFL teams. What's your go-to karaoke song if you were pressed on one? Is there one that you feel confident you could sing and belt out? Oh, that's an interesting question, one I haven't had today. Uh, you know, it'd probably be a, a Johnny Cash song. Okay. Uh, something in the lower range that I might be able to pull off without cracking my voice too bad. But Ring of Fire is a pretty easy one to sing. Uh, or maybe a Jimmy Buffett song, one of those. All right, so we'll get you to sing Margaritaville or I'll Walk the Line next time that we have you on. That's Coach Dave Doran joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Coach, thanks so much for hopping on. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks Coach. Go, Pat. I think NC State's going to have a good year this year. Mm -hmm. I do. I was pressing Fiddy on this question, as we'll welcome Kate Klubnick in just a moment. But if you were forced to answer the question of how Brandon Armstrong and Anai will work this year, will it be more of the 2022 or 2021 where Armstrong did not have Robert Anai? Mm -hmm. I expect more of the 2021 production. We can get to that in just a moment okay. and talk more about the offensive coordinator and quarterback marriages that we're going to have this year. Because we've got some exciting ones, Wes, including like our next guy, Kate Klubnick. Nick starting quarterback working alongside Garrett Ryan. That's right, man. I know he's just like, man, I just saw this guy in the other Can't room. Get now he pops up on me on the radio. Listen, Kate, sometimes when you don't make it to the NFL, you got to work really hard, man, to try to do stuff and have multiple <laughs> jobs, you know? So we got two jobs out here. That's why I didn't make it. I, I wasn't in the NFL so with these noodle arms. That's, that's, right. that's why I'm doing media right now. That's right. Well, Kate, listen, man, this is your show this year under Coach Garrett Riley, and a lot of people have talked about uh, the marriage, like Walker said, between you two and him coming in having an office that you were used to running to coming coming used to running out of Texas where you came from in high school man so just talk about what the difference has been with coach Riley this spring and how excited you are coming into this fall yeah uh, so excited uh, so excited I mean he's just a guy that, that brings a lot of energy brings a lot of confidence um, you know I, I feel like I I feel like I see a lot of myself in him, which is kind of, I know, strange to say about an older person, but um, I feel like we're just very similar in, in that kind of aspect. So uh, we've, we've been getting along super, super well and uh, just super excited. It's Kate Klubnick joining us here on the Bonnie Works Plus guest hotline live at ACC kickoff. Kate, how tough was last year for you? I, look, I understand you're playing quarterback for Clemson, right? It's a phenomenal opportunity. At the end, you start to play a little bit more. The North Carolina game, the ACC championship, that was really when you got to play a full game's worth almost of excellent football. How hard was it trying to find a rhythm for you when you didn't know necessarily how many snaps you were going to play week in and week out? Yeah, uh, just, I mean, honestly, I just trusted the coaches. Um, at the end of the day, it, it wasn't my timing. Um, and, you know, I was just, I, I would be ready every Every single week, um, but you know, I, I, I prepared every single week like I was going to start, um, and then the moment came and I was ready, and um, just just trusted the coaches with that, and yeah. So how different is this offseason for you? Because you have DJU as the starter last year, and then eventually you would take over. So how different is the offseason for you now, knowing that you're going to be the guy taking over for this offense? Yeah, uh, it's been great. It really has. I feel like I've been able to just step up as a leader, uh, step up in this program in ways that they need me to, um, and, and just ways that I that we didn't have before. Um, and just I, I, It's been so good to just push guys in places that they haven't been able to be pushed, uh, just push guys to places that they 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 didn't want to get pushed. Uh, they they weren't ready to, to take that next step to actually be great to, to hopefully work like a national champion. Um, and, and that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to 
that's what I'm trying to get this team to. And we got great leaders amongst this team that, that we're, all on the, we're all on the same page. Uh, we're, we're all on the same mindset of, of where we really want to be. And ultimately, that's that's when a national championship. And, Kay, talk about just it's one thing to go to a program with, with big expectations where people expect you to win championships. But at Clemson, not only do you have to deal with that, but then you have to deal with fans comparing you to two college football legends and Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. So just talk about uh, some of the fun parts of that and then some of the parts that are tough because that adds on to the expectations of already winning championships. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, comparisons are going to happen here and there. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to play like me. Uh, I remember my mom always says, just be you. Um, and if I do that, then everything will be okay. So I'm just trying to be Cade at the end of the day. I'm just trying to be the best me that I can possibly be. Um, and just attack every single day. And um, I, I think if, if we do that and everybody does that, our team, and we, we play like Clemson every single week, then, then we should be all right. And then I've got to ask you, too, when you look at the landscape of the ACC uh, with yourself in the year that you could have, Drake May, Jordan Travis, Riley Leonard, and all of those guys, let's talk about the, the quarterback talent in the ACC alone and how much does that motivate you each and every week just to go out and ball out? And do you ever check on any of the other guys and be like, oh, i got to see what he did today? <laughs> no, I mean, definitely. I mean, there's so much talent in this league right now, uh, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, you got, like you say, we got, we got Drake. You got uh, Travis. You got uh, Riley. You got you got so many guys that you know they've done great things already, and they're going to continue to do great things and have a great career, uh, hopefully at the next level. Um, so to play them week in, week out, you know we're going to get to probably play all. We're going to get to play them all this year, um, and that's going to be a great matchup for our defense. And um, but I'm, I'm focused on Cade right now, and I'm focused on being the best me that I can be, and I'm not trying to compare myself. Um, I'm, I'm not anybody else, but so I'm not going to try to be anybody else. Um, so I've, I've gotten to, to where I am right now just being Cade, so I'm just going to try to keep doing that. Um, so you brought up your mom giving you some advice. We also just talked about Riley Leonard. Did you see what Riley Leonard has his mom do? <laughs> I, I heard about that. Have you experimented with getting a wristband that says you suck and then hearing your mom's voice in the background? Has that been something that occurred to you at all? <laughs> uh, I have not. I've not done <laughs> That's, that's, that's pretty anything, funny stuff. Though. Yeah, it's not anything that I've uh, wanted to have either. Last question before we get you out of here. So your mom's not going to get mad at you, right? I want to know what the angriest Coach Sweeney has been at you because we've been doing ACC media mm -hmm. days for quite some time. I've heard some pretty legendary chew outs from, I think we had Cleveland Furl on not, you know, a couple of years ago. Same thing with Christian Wilkins. Is there one specific time you can remember the angriest that Coach has ever been at you? Um... <laughs> I know you got uh, it, Kate. Just it's okay. You can yeah. let it to safe space. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I made a pretty big mistake last year, a rookie mistake in the uh, in the in the Orange Bowl last year, right before the half. I'm not getting rid of the ball, so that that was that was that was a pretty rough one. Was that on the sideline, just letting you have it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we won't go anymore. And I got to hear one more for Kate too. I got to okay. give it up. I saw you on an interview. You were sitting on the couch, and you had on I think it was a dope vintage Clemson T-shirt, or it was some type of vintage T-shirt. Yeah. You know what I'm was, talking about? Yeah, it was a, uh, oh, man. Uh, oh, man, it was a Kansas City Chiefs uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, you had, it was it was dope, but I just wanted to ask you, are you a vintage merch guy, man? Because you were, you were pretty drippy. <laughs> when I saw that, I said, man, I said, Kay's got some uh, got, got some swag there. Do you find do you have a little vintage shop down there in Clemson that you go find that stuff or you get it offline? Yeah, th there's a good vintage shop in Clemson. I got one of my buddies actually runs like a vintage shop that uh, he ended up he ended up giving me that, guessing me gifting it to me for for that uh for that podcast so yeah all right all right man that's Appreciate trippy it. kate klubnik <laughs> <next year> on <laughs>
Carson Walker. Uh, we appreciate the time, Kate. Awesome. Thank you all. Thank you, man. That's the starting quarterback for Clemson joining us here on the Wesson Walker Show, listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. So we just had Dave Doran, Kate Klubnick, back-to-back. We have out. one more segment to go. After this one is all said and done with, Cedric Gray, the linebacker out of North Carolina, one of the best linebackers in the country, certainly in the conference. So excited to talk about Cedric Gray's upcoming season in just a little bit. But let's discuss Cade because here we are with this offensive coordinator quarterback pairing. Mm-hmm. We just we did this same exact thing when we were discussing Brandon Armstrong and Robert and I. We got to hear a little bit about that relationship from Dave Doran. Which one do you think is going to be more advantageous for said quarterback? Will it be Brandon Armstrong or will it be Cade Klubnick that benefits more from the OC that they're going to be working with? Ooh. One is great. Just not the familiarity. One had his best season under this guy already and also had a bad one in between. I'm going to go with Robert and I and Brandon Armstrong. I agree. Because uh, I think that for Brandon, the main thing last year, it was a fundamental football issue going on at the University of Virginia. No offensive line. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the worst offensive lines. I think last year, I dare to say, that Virginia offensive line was the worst I've ever seen watching college football. I mean, you Wait, hold on, hold on. Louisville for Lamar. Jackson? No, because that Louisville line, they were decent. They had some guys. Remember, they had Makai back No, then. but later. No, that was they later, did, though. They because did. the, the did. first, I think it was the first or, or second year Louisville They had some had, rough ones. And it was awful. But if you watch that Illinois-Virginia game to start the season, I had to do the highlights for that yeah. for the ACC Digital Network. I mean, it was legit every time he dropped back. There was somebody in his face. There was no clean snaps for him. And so that's the thing I'll say. Now that he will have some protection, he'll have some receivers. We talked about the uh, the, the eighth-year senior that NC State picked up uh, on the outside. Well, you even have one in, like, what, Peyton Wilson. This is his last year. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's been there for a long time. Yeah, so, I mean, they've, um, you know, he's got that now. NC State uh, still want to see a little bit more from that receiving core as far as Ken somebody emerge uh, from that group and become a stud. NC State hasn't really had a stud receiver since um, oh, I forgot, Ameka Mezzi was the last really yeah. good receiver they had for them. A couple them, years so. ago, they're not yeah. too long ago. But I just think that Dave Dorn is a guy that builds in the trenches, so I know he's going to have the requisite protection uh, for him at NC State. He's going to have a, a, a solid running game to support him, and with an offense that he's been very familiar with, with the while, for a while. So I'm going to go with him. I think it'll be fascinating to see. I think that's the storyline for me. We've talked about it a lot. But with such few positions changing at the head coaching spot in the ACC, the offensive coordinator spot is what's changing around. You know, And, and they're pretty high-profile guys. So great quarterback in Drake May, new offensive coordinator this year. Highly thought of quarterback in Kate Klubnick, new offensive coordinator this year. Brennan Armstrong, same, but new offensive coordinator this year. I think it'll be battle of the OCs, the play callers, be. and it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think it's why when I had Joe Ovius on a little while ago, I brought up a conversation that you and I were having, Wes, and that I think the ACC is going to finish in a better st- spot than what it starts this season. I know it's all about the non-conference matchups. I totally understand that. That's the only thing people are going to measure the ACC when it's all said and done. I do think it's going to be a really nice year of ACC football. I was talking about it with Aiden White earlier. He completely agrees talking about how talented the group is this year. Yeah, I think so as well. I think the ACC, when you look at it top to 
bottom. Uh, this is going to be a conference that I would dare to say at least five, maybe six teams get up in that top 25. Uh, there are a lot of teams to like in this league where you talk about you know, the Florida State Seminoles, the Clemson Tigers. Pitt is a team that's always slept on. As I said, I like the Duke Blue Devils. And then you can take your pick. Like I said, NC State, Miami, uh, those are two programs yeah. that could be uh, top 25 teams as well. So I think the in, uh, the ACC definitely has a lot of promise. It has a chance to get back into the national consciousness so people will stop uh, with the narrative, which some of it has been deserved uh, that this conference has been down for yeah. the last few seasons. Um, before we move on to the last segment, I did want to go with some of the insight Doran provided us. Said he was surprised to see Devin Leary go. How surprised were you to see Devin Leary go when he did make that trip? I was very surprised. That definitely goes along with my theme of guys who are staying at schools for just a long time. It's like, what are you transferring from at this point? Or what are you transferring for uh, at this point? I mean, Devin Leary had been there for four seasons, and, you know, he was going to be the starter this year regardless. It seemed like it, right? So, yeah, so I was like, why would you want to go somewhere else? Now, we never know what type of uh, NIL money was at play here. Right. Maybe he just wanted a fresh start. Uh, maybe he just felt like last season he didn't have what he needed to succeed, and he liked what Kentucky and the SEC competition, maybe seeing Will Levis, what happened with his draft stock, maybe also persuaded him to go over there. But I just felt like he had put in too much, invested too much into that program to leave. Well, and I think the, the theme of that interview at the beginning when I asked him about the advice he would give himself 10 years ago, it was to embrace change, and that's okay. And so then there, there he is discussing, well, I thought I was going to lose Devin Leary to the NFL doesn't go to the NFL. Remember, disappointing season, I was a huge fan. I really was. I really liked his game. And in that beginning of the season, wasn't putting up big numbers. I know the receiving group, it wasn't as good as it had been in years past. But still, I expected more. NFL not going to be on the horizon for him. You think you're going to keep him, and then he moves on to Kentucky. It feels like there was a little bit of a roller coaster as far as expectations go leading into 2023. And here you have MJ Morris, who does play somewhat well last year. They still find the need to go after a Brennan Armstrong and bring him back and, and reunite him with Robert and I. So just a, a weird, not even so much weird, but an ever-changing situation happening at quarterback for Dave Doran to where I'm not sure he expected any of this at the beginning of the season. None of it. Yeah, and I'll say that coming into the season, I did not expect much from that NC State offense and Devin Leary no, play didn't that's surprise something we me in the least. For sure. Yeah, and it, it didn't surprise me in the least. You know, I thought he was a good quarterback, and I don't expect anything out of the ordinary uh, at Kentucky, just to be frank with you. I think it was a situation where uh, he feels like he's better than what was there, but maybe he's going to get to Kentucky and figure out, hey, it wasn't so bad at NC State, and maybe I'm not as great as I thought that I was, and that's just being frank. But, uh, you know, maybe he will. We'll see. But as far as uh, that goes, that was a very surprising development, though. I did think that it was going to be NFL or uh, him to go back to Raleigh to complete his career there. So it didn't go that way, man. And it just speaks to the wild nature of college football in 2023, yeah. 2022, this whole era of college football now, man. You never know what's going to happen. And that's why I asked him about MJ Moore's because I know they have to be working really hard to keep a kid like that on campus because he's got a lot of talent. Yeah, I mean, it's almost 
almost like you're going to be too afraid to bring in an Armstrong because you don't know what's going to happen sure. with another guy. And so that's why I find that situation very interesting. And it's been one of the more talked about relationships we've discussed here um, during ACC kickoff. We've got one more segment to go, and then that'll do it for us here live at the Western Uptown Charlotte. One more Cedric Gray, linebacker for North Carolina, going to join us on the other side. And then we'll pass the baton off to Kyle Bailey at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to 3. Sit tight and stay locked because Instant Replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show... Live from the ACC kickoff at the Westin in Uptown. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's the best damn sports talk in the Carolinas, certainly in Charlotte. And uh, we got one of the guys coming out of Charlotte right here that everybody's talking about. Uh, that would, of course, be Carolina, pa- Carolina Panthers. That's where my head's at. That was his training camp yesterday. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina Tar Heel quarterback, a guy who I think is the best quarterback in the nation. And we're going to talk about it. Drake May uh, is the quarterback of the Tar Heels, and they've got a big one here in Uptown against the Gamecocks. College game day is going to be here and we've got drake may sitting across from us right now drake may how are you buddy yes sir what's going on y'all doing all right yeah man you're you're talking to your people here in Charlotte. no doubt hey can't 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 get that every now man i'm always talking to up there in chapel hill or raleigh durham that's right finally talking to to my people man it it feels nice talking to some charlotte natives you're the best quarterback in the country uh you know i like i I, personally i'd say i am of course and obviously i take myself you know this confidence playing position you got to have confidence in yourself um you know a lot of people you know will, will differ and and say different but you know I'm at the end of the day I'm taking myself every time it's a long season last year right any football season you get to journey right you got oh, ups yeah. you got downs you hope for more ups than downs yes, sir. Uh, what'd you learn about yourself last year yeah I think um you know at the end of the day um you know, you, you work so hard uh, just to enjoy the moment mainly I think uh, sometimes you get so caught up in you know the day-to-day grind and you know sitting back in all these the, you know press conferences and, and game study and film watching uh, just just sit back and realize you know where you're at and where I've come in you know a year you know sitting back I was I've been saying last year this time I was competing for a job. I didn't, I didn't get the nod until about 10 days before the first game. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here and already played an AC championship game and had some, some great experiences um, this past year. It's been a blessing. So just uh, learn about, you know, just at the end of the day, having confidence in myself and knowing, you know, the work I put in, um, you know, it, it ended up paying off. And, uh, you know, just keep that same work and don't lose sight of that. What's the, you know, you want to win every game, right? And I, I, the more the more I do this, the longer I talk to guys like you over the years, I know what questions not to ask you. Because, of course, you have confidence in yourself. Of course, yeah. you expect to win games and win championships. But 
be honest, with this team going into this year, is it ACC championship or bust? I mean, what, what is the expectation? What you got? What do you have your crosshairs set on this season? ACC championship or bust? I think that's that's what we got. Um, I think we didn't put our best foot forward here last year, um, playing Clemson here. I think we had left a sour taste in our mouth. Um, so just getting back there, getting back here in Charlotte, um, playing in front of my home city, um, playing in front of, you know, like I said, a stadium I grew up. You know, going to watch Cam Newton in and you know celebrating, you know, the Panthers victories. Um, coming back here and uh, you know win the ACC championship and see what happens from there. You never know um you know along the way and it starts here in charlotte exactly again against south carolina starts here and hopefully we'll um we'll end the nation championship here now i don't know if you heard this or not but i'm going to give you a chance to respond uh the espn college game game day podcast predicted that the gamecocks fans are going to outnumber Tar Heels fans considerably do you take issue with that what would be your message to Tar Heel fans to get out there Man, I think, um, you know, they, they say the SEC travels. Um, you know, I like to say I've been to a lot of, you know, events far away from North Carolina. Um, I've been to Phoenix in the Final Four. I've been to Houston in the Final Four. Them Tar Heels going to travel, so I'm going to challenge the Tar Heels to come out. Um, you know, they, they may not be a more Gamecocks, but I'm sure you're going to see some Carolina Blue in the crowd. Oh, yeah. You're going to see some Carolina Blue, and they're going to be – they're going to be cheering because that battle of the Carolinas means something. You know, see, everybody's calling each other Carolina, you know, getting confused. <laughs> so I remember going up. I, South Carolina played North Carolina in the opener. What, what 2014? Uh, 2014, yeah. I was there mm-hmm. at South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was I was there too. There. Me and my family went, and I remember that. So I, I mentioned that. That was the first time I mentioned that. So I remember going <laughs> to that game, and uh, you know, I think I was seeing that game, and I remember sitting and, and cheering for the, for the heels. We were very, very memorable. Uh, Carolina Blue in that in that crowd. Oh so. yeah, no, that was a hell. Of, I mean, that was a great scene. And yeah, I, I think we're all hoping for that. Like, I'm a Virginia Tech guy, right? But like, I, I think you're the best quarterback in the country. I love college football, yeah. so I love big scenes. And I'm not a Clemson or a Georgia fan, but the scene they put on in Uptown two years oh, yeah. ago for that opener was unbelievable. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think the Gamecocks and the Tar Heels fans can absolutely do the same thing, and I hope we see that you know that night. How big is that, by the way? Game day show of all the games they could have come to, they're coming to this one. That's pretty sweet. You know, I was just doing. Um, you know, just talking with my family about you know, where they think they go week one. And, you know, you find out it's coming to Charlotte in my game. It's something you dream of. You know, game day, you grow up, you know, watching college football, watching game day. It's pretty special. You know, knowing I'm going to be probably, you know, on some of the features is pretty cool. Yeah. We got Drake May, Carolina quarterback, with us here on Radio Row. A couple quick things. I'll let you get out of here. I know it's probably been a long day. but no, you're all good. What's your favorite uh, Myers Park memory? What, what's, the, what's the best game you ever played in high school, the one that you look back on the most fondly? All right. I don't know if y'all know me enough, but I saw all my, my brothers, my older brothers, all I went to Huff High School. Mm-hmm. Um, I started there my freshman year. I transferred down there to Myers Park. Um, me and my dad moved down here, and um, you know we we had it going. My sophomore year, we lost in the semifinals of the state, and then that next year, we, Myers Park went back to play Huff at Huff. Yeah. And we ended up spanking them like 67 to 20 or something on their field. You know, in that field where Luke Luke's jersey retired in Huff in mm-hmm. Huff's basketball arena. Um, so just that feeling of walking away, you know, from a from a program. Um, that I left and knowing, you know, I, I left a mark there on Huff High School. So that's probably one of the best memories. Everybody knows you live in one of the, you, you're part of one of the great Tar Heel athletics families, you know, in the history of the athletic department. What, given that your brothers and your dad and your mom, they understand kind of what you're going through as an athlete. What advice have they given you going into this season, knowing that it's a big yeah. one for you? No, I think it's been a blessing, you know, having Luke. Um, Luke and Mark, um, you know, my dad obviously lived through it. You know, Luke lived through it in different lens, you know, in the basketball world um, where it's, you know, they see his face a lot more and you get to, you know, a little more. You know, Luke still trumps when we go out to eat. You know, they always recognize Luke and 
most of them don't recognize me still because Luke's got that face that you, you just can't oh, yeah. recognize. Um, but, you know, having my dad live through it, play the position at a high level, at this level, um, just having God take advice. And, you know, I think the main thing he's been telling me is just, you know, keep that same keep that same motive and that same strive for where you want to get. You know, don't lose sight of that and uh, all the hard work you put in. You know, just just be blessed for, you know, the past year we've had. But, you know, build on it. And uh, just, just we always say is we hate losing. So, yeah. so as long as we're competing and keeping score, we ain't going to lose. I love it. Hey, appreciate you. We'll see you here in about a month, man. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank Thank go you. Heels, baby. There you go. Drake May, quarterback, North Carolina Tar Heels. They'll be in Uptown taking on the Gamecocks here in about a month. You tuned into Instant Replay when the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. If it's happening in the Charlotte sports scene, it's happening on the Kyle Bailey Show. Alabama Senators Tommy Tuberville and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin have introduced a bipartisan bill aimed at addressing NIL issues in college sports. You know, they've gotten fairly specific about what these athletes can and cannot make their money off of. Specifically, no alcohol and nothing sexually suggestive, right? Done companies. I will say, I would love if a, a player currently would get a, a deal with Smith & Wesson. He's like, it would be like an offensive lineman, those defensive linemen trying to go after the quarterback. If they have to get to the quarterback, they're going to have to go through Smith & Wesson. <laughs> the Kyle Bailey Show, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6, only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.